What up, Long Beach? Welcome back to our weekly podcast here at the562.org. I am JJ Fiddler. We've got a special little edition of the pod here for you this week. In just a few minutes, we're going to be talking about Team Tatsu with Todd Johnson. Luke Toberfest is upon us. It is a local organization, the Luke Tatsu Johnson Foundation, that helps raise money to research cancer through Miller Children's Hospital, a great organization that's raising money this month, specifically in Luke Tober, if you follow me. So stay tuned for that. But before we get there, we've got to check in with Long Beach Water Polo. Let me first say thank you to the Aquatic Capital of America, the local group that is sponsoring our boys' water polo coverage this year at the562.org. And it was a scene down at the BOP, the Belmont Outdoor Pool, on Wednesday as Wilson took on Long Beach Poly, the rivals of the Moore League. Bruins trying to win a 15th consecutive league title this year, and it looks like they will after doubling up the Jackrabbits 12-6 in that game. Like I said, it was a scene, just a great atmosphere. It was senior day. They're ringing the memorial. Latham Bell were the Bruins. Obviously, Polly came to play. It was tight early on. Bruins pulled away late. Some great water polo in the pool and just a great atmosphere to play water polo at the bop. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you on the pool deck with me after that match. The first voice you're going to hear is Zach Palmentier, the new coach at Wilson. He is an alumni of Wilson, so he knows all about what this rivalry really means, not just for these two schools, but really for the city and water polo here in the LBC. First of all, you show up to a place as historic as this spot in Long Beach, yeah. and you see a crowd like that, you kind of got to take a second and be like, this is this is special. Not, this doesn't happen all the time. No, I, I mean, I first want to, you know, give credit to, to Polly and Ish and his guys. Like, the fact that we can have this intense but also this intense but loving rivalry. You know, like after the game, I'm, I'm hugging a lot of those guys that I know from, from youth water polo or Ish and Ryan that I've worked with in other water polo clubs for us. So like, credit and thank you to them for bringing out their supporters and credit to my supporters for showing up and getting loud. We're so lucky to be able to do this in this city. It was also so an lucky. incredibly emotional day, ringing the bell on senior day. That's a yeah. lot, man. It's a lot. It's a lot to go through, and I honestly was nervous to do all of the festivities before, you know, arguably our biggest game of the year um, before playoffs. And so I'm really happy with, with my boys that they were able to kind of lock it in, focus, start the game with the intensity and tempo that we wanted to. Um, yeah, to have the bell on, on deck is everything to me. Latham was my coach when I was a Bruin. So it's so great to see, you know, future alumni play their last game in Belmont, ring the bell, and then go out and play hard too. I thought Sean Tondacliffe was phenomenal. Obviously, he's getting the ball there on the five meters, but he's also doing the dirty work that might not end up in the stat box. Yeah, I think a lot of people see Sean shoot and they think that he's kind of a one-dimensional player and honestly couldn't be farther from the truth. He's really our director of defense, and the reason he gets the ball or the reason that he is open on the offensive end is because he the team sets him up to do that because they listen to him. He's such a good leader on the defensive end that – um, he's going to get space on the offensive end just by just because he knows the game so well. Just a smart kid. Field blocks were huge, especially in the first quarter. I had you guys down for four of them. That's rare, but it's also kind of the way you guys play defense. Were you expecting that? Yeah, you know, I always wanted to, and I told you at the beginning of the season, I want to press, I want to put pressure on people, but I've kind of learned throughout the season that we actually got a lot of long bodies, long, tall arms, and it would be silly to not try to utilize them. And 
you know what? We executed. It could have gone another way. If their shooters are having a good day, we might be having a different conversation right now. So I'm very happy in my boys that were able to execute those shot blocks and then counter out of it. I thought the double team on uh, Reese Hammond was phenomenal because it wasn't coming as soon as he got the ball. It was kind of a little bit delayed, let him think and then go get him. Is that something you guys have like worked on a lot or is that very specific to this game? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the that's sort of the benefit of and the curse of, you know, working with a lot of those guys growing up, it's like we all know what Reese is capable of. You know, he, he's an incredible athlete. And with his supporting cats, with Emerson and the OD, it's like we kind of had to pick and choose who we wanted to shoot and hope it worked out. Um, and luckily our defense, like you said, you know, we were timing our shade perfectly. We were zoning the right way. And, and it also, you know, a couple shots went our way. A couple missed balls went our way. Um, so, you know, there's always luck involved. But we definitely ran a tactic to not let Reese get the ball. And I would say it worked out pretty well. Finally, Brady Simon was phenomenal, especially there at the end of the third. Uh, those saves just reverberated in here because they are loud, both literally and, you know, emotionally for you guys. Yeah, Brady is just, he is a heart and passion player. And, man, when he's on, he is a force to be reckoned with. I'm really excited to see what he does at the collegiate level because he's looking to play Division One, And so we definitely, uh, we owe a lot of those shot blocking uh, skills to Brady simply because we can trust him. We know if we do our job, he's going to do his so going going into the final part of your season and then into the next season which is the postseason you know how are you guys feeling overall you know what I mean compared to where you thought you'd be right now uh honestly we're going through a bit of a rough patch right now just because the uh the intensity of the workout is the highest it will be during season we're at that point where the training is pretty intense the yardage is long the hours are long and so I think we're a little beat up both physically and mentally and um, we're gonna start to slow it down pretty much now at this point. We have a big tournament coming up in two weekends up in Northern California. That's really gonna test us. We're gonna have Los Alamitos, Orange Lutheran, CDM, all these division one opponents that we're gonna have to kind of be ready to spar with. Um, so I'm nervous, but excited, you know, I love it. Now you're gonna hear from our two players of the game. The first voice you'll hear is Brady Simon, the goalkeeper who had a handful of saves and only gave up two goals in three quarters of action. And the second voice you'll hear is Sean Tonicliffe, who scored a game-high six goals, but more importantly, really anchored that Bruins defense in their victory. We're here with Brady Simon and Sean Tonicliffe, our players of the game. Uh, first of all, the atmosphere, the emotion of today, just talk a little bit about what it felt like to be in the pool with a big, a crowd that big on a day that's important. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's really intense, and I think it can get to players really easily, but we, uh, we train to have composure and stay focused, and it's just business for us. How about you, Sean? You know, playing at the Belmont, it's, it's, it's some of our seniors' last games if we don't play CIF here. It's always electric. It's always fun. With our young team, you know, the pressure can get to them, but, you know, we really, we really kept our composure, and they stepped up big. So it's a good game for us. Talk to me a little bit about the defense. I had you guys down for four field blocks just in the first quarter. Is that something you guys thought might be a key today, or is it kind of just something that developed throughout the game? Yeah, definitely. Pauly has definitely some shooters. You can't deny that. And with the help of uh, Antonio had a couple, Wyatt had a couple, uh, really key blocks to keep us in, in the game and, uh, and drive the pedal down. Is that what you saw too, Sean? Yeah, I mean, our team always takes pride in our field blocks. We take pride in our defense. We're defense to counter. And, you know, it's just getting field blocks is the greatest feeling, and I think that's the best stat. So, you know, that's what we always try to do, and 
against Pauly, that's always a great feeling. Yeah, the field blocks were definitely loud, almost as loud as some of those uh, saves you had in the cage, Brady. Those were really, those were, as I said to the coach, they were reverberated both like emotionally, but also literally. It seemed like you guys got up the more he got saves. Do you feel like that when you're saving the ball, that it's kind of like a boost for your for your team? Yeah, 100%. It, it goes like really with momentum. I think in all sports, momentum is a key factor in who wins a game. And to have... To have a guy like Sean Tunnicliffe on the other end of the pool to pass the ball to after a key block is a great feeling, and I trust him a lot, and we finish all of our we finish our shots. Sean, did you think that getting all of those five meters was going to happen today? You know what I mean? Were you guys positioning yourself to set them up to foul you? No, we, we weren't necessarily. We always A five meter is a great thing because we always get a kick out on the other team, but we also can get a goal-scoring opportunity from it. But our goal is to finish, and... You know, we just we were fighting for the ball. We were working for the cage, and when you do that, you get rewarded. So the five meters just came, and we finished them. So so how do you guys roll this momentum over? You know, obviously the season's ending, but now it's the new season, you know, the postseason. How do you guys roll this momentum over into the postseason and make a little bit of a run? I think that games like these and these environments have prepared us pretty well, but uh, we're going to be facing some of the top teams in the country. And as we've shown before, we're ready for it, and uh, we're here to stay. What do you think, Sean? You know, I think going into this season, a lot of people have counted us out. And going into this postseason, we got a new coach, we have a new team, and we're very excited. We've been working hard. We've been doing morning practice. We've been grinding for this goal. And going into the postseason, we think we can make a really deep run. But we just got to stay as a team, and we're fighting for it. So it's the Long Beach Bad Boys. And finally, I caught up with poly coach Ish Pluton, who was gracious in defeat and really gave a great uh, – overall view of how Polly was looking at this match. That is an incredible showing for Long Beach water polo. Oh, yeah. That was just an, an amazing environment. You know what I mean? Just the way you walked in here and there was like a buzz in here. That's special, man. And that goes to, you know, for you and Zach, that's, that's your guys' baby. And that's really cool. Oh, yeah. And that's dope. I mean, this is what the vision of all Long Beach water polo. This is what we want it to look like. We want this this kind of intensity, this kind of like atmosphere at the games. And we're hoping that we continue to grow like as a league. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I thought you guys were playing very, very well in the first quarter, stats notwithstanding. A couple things go different there in the first three or four minutes. We might be having a different conversation. I, I'm thinking of like two to three goals in the first quarter yes. that Either we threw a little too high and tried to lob instead of burying it or just an unlucky bounce off the post. If those go in, right, we're looking at a really intense, tight game all the way through the fourth quarter that the scoreline looks a lot different, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's sports, right? Unlucky bounces. Yeah. That's sports. And so with all those unlucky bounces, I'm super proud of how these guys played. They continued to play with so much heart and love for each other. And you could see it out there as they're making decisions. They're really trying to play as a team for each other, as that family. And I couldn't be a prouder coach. Awesome. The scoreline, not my favorite. Right. But the team, dude, this team is awesome to coach. And, and, awesome and you got to feel like an, an, an experience like this, a game like this, emotions like this, only get them better prepared for that D2 playoff. Exactly. So that's exactly what we told the boys, actually, out there, is a moment like this where they're like, they feel so crushed because they wanted it so bad. If we can channel that want and desire into the postseason, if we play any team, any team that's ranked right now in D2 with the amount of intensity that we played Wilson, we're going places. We're absolutely going places. Awesome. So just a few games left in the Moore League Boys water polo schedule. 
playoffs just around the corner. Obviously, you'll find all of that coverage at the562.org. As I mentioned up top, we are about to talk to Todd Johnson, the father of the late Luke Tatsu Johnson, a 16-year-old son, brother, loyal friend, and accomplished student-athlete at Wilson. He passed away, uh, lost his battle with leukemia in 2016, and the Luke Tatsu Johnson Foundation has raised over $350,000 through Miller Children's Hospital and their Children's Cancer Institute since 2017. That is a massive number, something to be very proud of. They've got a golf tournament coming up on October 28th. Here is my conversation with Todd Johnson. Yeah, Todd, it's just really nice having you on. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with Team Tatsu and Luke Toberfest? Absolutely, JJ. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, this month we've coined affectionately as Looptoberfest. You know, the month of October is typically where we do our, our fundraising here locally in the community. Uh, and uh, that community we affectionately refer to as Team Tatsu. Uh, we have a series of virtual events uh, throughout October. And we also have a, a live team uh, Tatsu meeting golf dinner event at Big Rack on the 28th of October. Yeah, you guys have raised over $350,000 since 2017. Uh, as, as somebody who donates and asks for donations, that is a massive number, Todd. Congratulations to you and everybody at Tatsu. How, how did you guys do it? Uh, thank you. Thank you. We're so proud of it. Uh, you know, the simple answer to that is we've done it because of our team Tatsu, our local community here, those great, great folks that uh, we, JJ, you and I live amongst here in the great community of Long Beach. Uh, we've done some great things with their help and support, and uh, it's really, really uh, humbling, uh, but it's also very heartwarming given the fact we've done some great works with this Team Tatsu in Long Beach in recognition of my son's uh, name and memory. So, Yeah, you know, can you talk a little bit about Luke? I know we've spoke before. I've written a couple uh-huh. of stories about him. Um, that that uh, scholarship giving for the Wilson golf team a couple of years ago, um, I, I actually wrote that story while I was on my honeymoon um, because, <laughs> wow. I, because I needed, I needed to feel like home, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and that, like you said, that community, that feel, that was, that was, that's a hometown feel. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about Luke and, and kind of the, the, the memory that he leaves and how, you know, I, I talked to those kids um, that, that got those scholarships and, and they spoke about him like they were, he was their brother. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And, and now I have a whole new level of respect for you, JJ, uh, on your honeymoon. That's dedication. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. So thank you. Uh, yeah. Luke was just a great, great, great kid, a great friend to everyone. And the theme of some of the kids that you've talked to, uh, the theme and, and the thread that wove between him and some of those kids was the sport of golf. Uh, golf was a big, big part of Luke's life. He was an avid golfer, a very capable golfer, and he wanted nothing else than succeed as a, a member of the Wilson boys golf team under uh, Coach Evans at that time. Uh, unfortunately, he, he got ill and was not given or afforded that chance, but uh, golf was a big part of what uh, Luke was about. So in part of the creation of our foundation, we knew we wanted to take care of monies towards childhood cancer research and kind of fighting against childhood cancer research. But it was also towards those kids who played the sport of golf, both uh, boys and girls at Wilson High School. And that's a big part of our, uh, you know, contribution and donation efforts as well. And we'll remain so as, as long as we're, uh, we're, we're together here under this foundation. And it works perfect that your guys are able to do an in-person golf tournament this year. It's going to be October 28th, correct? 
That's correct. So it'll be the tournament and you guys will have a banquet as well. We do. We do. And it's great. And as you know, Big Rec is the home course for Wilson. The kids have walked up the hill for many years. And <laughs> we, involve, we involve both the boys and girls golfers. A big shout out to those kids. Uh, they, they participate on the par threes, kind of a par three challenge against the folks that are uh, part of our fundraiser. And uh, it's not lost on us at that hometown feel up at the course at Big Rec there. And so we get the kids involved as well. Do, do you get to play as well? Are you out there swinging the sticks? I do. I do. I don't play as well as I used to. I, kinda, <laughs> I, I think that's a, a loose term, play golf. Uh, but I kind of make the rounds on the course and play with as many of the forces as I can. Uh, more of a social event than it is a, a sporting outfit. <laughs> do you know of a lot of other organizations that, that are like yours? Or is this Tatsu Foundation kind of unique? You know, I feel like we're unique and the feedback we've gotten from our team Tatsu folks and the community, uh, the friends that uh, that have supported us throughout uh, thick and thin over the past five, six six years. Um, They feel like it's a different kind of event with more of a local cheery feel to it. I I must say, we call it a golf tournament, uh, quote unquote, but we really don't keep score. You know, uh, there are some out there that would keep score and we have a few contests here and there. But at the end of the day, it's more about remembering Luke. Uh, and enjoying the sport that he loves so much and getting a sense of community and belonging together. And at the end of the day, um, it's about raising money, but also having a good time. And I think we check the boxes significantly in both those arenas. I completely agree. So if somebody listened to this and they want to get involved, where do they go? How do they do it? Team Tatsu, just like it sounds, T-E-A-M-T-A-T-S-U.org is our website. All the information you'll find on there as far as signing up and registering for the event, uh, as well as some of our virtual events or, or sponsorships or donations. Uh, there's all kinds of avenues and ways to participate as a member of Team Tatsu, and we're forever grateful to all of those who have participated in the past and hopefully uh, grow that Team Tatsu in the future. Well, you know what, Todd? I just absolutely love this organization and your family, and you're right. The community is so strong. Not a lot of places you could pull something off like this but not a lot of places produce families like yours. So thank you for being a part of this show and obviously a part of our articles that we've written in the past in the Grunion Gazette. Um, You know, it's it's just really, really great organization. And uh, we want to do as much as we can to get the word out. So if you're listening to this and you or somebody you know is interested in getting involved, the Team Tatsu, the website is right there. And I will also include the link on the page for this podcast. Todd, thank you so much. Best of luck in Luke-toberfest and take care. Thank you, JJ. My pleasure. Thanks again to Mr. Johnson for stopping by. Thank you for listening. We are going to have another episode about football playoffs, implications of the final games coming up here in the Moore League for our local Long Beach football teams. Obviously, Polly ranked nationally. And then you've got a bunch of teams battling for that second and third place spot to try to extend their season. So make sure you stay tuned for that and everything else local sports at the562.org. We'll see you in the stands.